Hi, this is Tony Silva. And Charles Wiz. And this is episode 54, Two Teachers Talking. Charles and I get together to talk about uh, teaching English in Japan. Today's topic, plagiarism. And uh, I'm guessing that um, a lot of the people out there just have, you know, finished their grades and their papers and things over the past few weeks have maybe run into an instance or two of this specific uh, entity here known as plagiarism. Oh, you mean deja vu again? Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's funny. It it happens. Well, you you laugh or you cry. And I'm going to choose to laugh about it. It's like... Uh, year after year, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. It's like, you know, and they talk to other teachers. Well, are you sure you explained it? They go, yeah, we spent a whole class. <laughs> are you sure they understand? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they understand. And I go through I, the whole thing, show them specific examples. And yet, and yet, every year, every year, and you look at this, not, not every class, but every semester, there's a few. There's a few, and it just it makes you just shake your head. And your finger. I'm shaking my finger now at the microphone because that's the deja vu thing. It's amazing to me as I say, yeah, you know, some of my students plagiarized and it's that exact thing. Well, you sure you explained it clearly, right? Yeah. And you gave them examples and you put it on the board and you gave a clear, yeah, 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 yeah. The whole thing. That's the funny thing is that the first response almost automatically from people is did you it's your explain? fault. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. I didn't explain it clearly. Yeah, you're it's a teacher. Your fault, yeah, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. It's my fault, right? I'm I'm in I'm in the fault in the fault vocation, right? Oh man! Yeah. But isn't it interesting how that's like the immediate response, right? Sure. Is did you explain it clearly? Are you sure they understood? <laughs> well, I'm it, not the only person explaining this. You're right, and it's it is a valid point, but. Um, it's a uh... oh is it in the syllabus <laughs> like, what am i supposed to say you're not supposed to use profanity when you talk to me does that have to go in the syllabus too right yeah, right. yeah exactly and yeah. it's 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 a it, it's i i don't know it, the thing is that with the internet and media and there's all kind of changes and we're aware of yeah it's more called things. copy paste well that too that too that too but but also you know attitudes changing and this and that and yes look at the news and you just it's just that we're just more aware of the problem this i don't i don't think that plagiarism is plagiarism is increasing whatsoever they want it's easier to do um so maybe more people are doing it but maybe not um and just the like the news the awareness of it. it's just like for example uh the um the media coverage of gun violence in the United States, specifically Chicago. I'll talk about something I know, my hometown. Um, I noticed this year the media is just going crazy. Every weekend they have like the, the, the homicide count. Mm-hmm. And yes, gun violence is a, is a terrible thing. It, it, I'm, not, I'm not a proponent here. Yet, um, and the media was all up in arms because... Last year, there were over 500 or over 400. I guess 500 was like several years ago. And was it going to hit that 500 mark? And what's the, this, this epidemic? I'm sorry. When I came to Japan in 1991, in that year, the homicide rate in Chicago was close to 1,200. So <laughs> the murder rate has dropped by more than 50%. And yet it's perceived and 
purported as an epidemic. <laughs> my, my buzzer goes off, right? But um, I mean, just looking at the news recently, I mean, recently this past month or two, um, the uh, at the uh, ceremony for the, um, I don't know if it was actually at the ceremony itself, but uh, Prime Minister Abe's uh, speech this year, 2014, was basically the same speech that he made last year with changing his dates. And someone had the two speeches compared uh, next to each other uh, on, on the web and things. Okay, this is his own words, reusing. I still call it plagiarism. Um, also, this last year or so, nine months, <clears throat> a big scandal about the um, stem cell researcher Haruko Obokata um, was a researcher and um, got caught uh, with, uh, I guess, fabricating results or not reporting, not following standard procedures. Don't know the exact extent of her transgression, but her uh, editor slash senpai who gets his name put on the paper for the work that she did, which is a whole other topic for researchers and research assistants and things. Um, that he was the uh, guy who's, who's basically a supervisor and his name goes on the paper. So either he didn't know what she was doing, which is one form of malfeasance, or he did know what she was doing, which is another form. In any event... Say um, that word again. Malfeasance? <laughs> <laughs> um, in either event, the guy's pretty much done and um yeah well it gets to be too much and sadly uh yeah he did commit suicide uh, a little while back as a result which in, in japan is a different thing than it is in the states um also in the news recently um one of the uh united not to make it an ant, a japan thing uh united states senator um from montana uh who got caught <laughs> someone going back and digging up and looking at his um thesis from the u.s army war college and found out that in fact the whole damn paper was plagiarized and you can look at it online it's got it paragraph by paragraph highlighted with no attributions incorrect attributions direct copies and so forth and so on uh, full of it pop culture yeah charles you you were, talk, <laughs> you, you were telling me about something some about some some pop tv culture. show or some movie or something. I, I thought i thought that was like pop culture in itself as plagiarism I well, that's what well you i'm gonna get to, i'm gonna get to that too we but. could get to that yeah because we do have to look at sampling and uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, mention it but i'm gonna yeah I but got, I, my right. gun's loaded <laughs> <laughs> you're just so excited on this topic you just are exploding i'm with, angry oh i think well just as a, a, a sequitur or a non sequitur, I don't know if that works either way. We have to admit that, you know, when you, you find plagiarism, I don't know, I have to admit, it really gets me angry. You know, I'll get really, really angry while reading the paper. And um, it does create a real visceral re reaction for me that's very different from almost anything else. Yeah, there you are, growling yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. Neat. Charles, me maybe that's a good too. thing. I should tell. I should tell to my me students. Too. I should say, you know, um, if I find plagiarism in a paper, it makes me so angry that I immediately like start grading so much more strictly that <laughs> it will damage your classmates' chances. Watch, so. That's a very effective tool. It's like if I catch you, anybody in this class plagiarizing, we'll every, right. everyone, everyone, everyone's grade goes down five. Yeah, or, or ten or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, because sometimes you know collective punishment does work in this situation. But anyway, here it does. Yeah, the I I haven't watched the show, but it's come to my attention. There's a show, I guess it's um, an American TV show called True Detective, that has gotten rave reviews. Supposedly, is the show to be watching. Yeah, that's as much as I know about it. Right, exactly. I kind of know that it's like the Breaking Bad, the current Breaking Bad, or something. Oh. Yeah, it's supposedly really, really great and um, great actors, right? I think Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson are in it. So I don't, you know, I've been kind of, it's, I've been on my radar, so I've known about it. But su- supposedly the writer of the show, this guy, Nick Pizzolatto, has been accused of plagiarizing a writer by the name of, I think it's Legati, who is, um, we were talking about this before, a nihilist anti-natalist which is you know in other words these are people who just think that life sucks the guy's name is pizzolato pizzolato is or that piz- how it's pronounced pizzolato yeah because yeah, yeah you're italian right tony no i am not silva italian. yes i understand that <laughs> yeah that's right about as much as i have just any think a lot of pizza Yes. Pizzolato. Yeah. <laughs> but see, he's been accused of plagiarism because one of the main characters or one of the two main characters, his um, lines sound incredibly similar to um, lines um, from the writings of Thomas Ligotti. So suddenly there's this big argument as to is it plagiarism, is it not? And Pizzolato... Pizzolatto has said that he is taking ideas that are in the general realm of um, intellectual ideas that I guess we would call them in the public realm is his Hmm. argument. But interestingly enough, when I was reading his response, that he never actually mentions the one writer he's accused of lifting from. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if somebody said, hey, Charles, you, you've you kind of lifted stuff from Tony Silva, I'd say, look, Tony Silva's ideas are in the general public domain, right? Of course I'm going to lift good ideas that, you know, everybody's using. So interestingly enough, he he mentions, I think, Schopenhauer, Nietzsche, you know, all these people, but um, never mentions um, the guy he's accused of lifting from, which always makes me a little, what's the word I'm looking for, Tony? Suspicious. Oh, suspicious. Yes, 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 yes. Now it's suspicion and plagiarism. There is a, an interesting matchup. So this seems that, you know, there's this going on. Um, also, by the way, let's not forget that there was the German foreign minister a few years ago, I think Karl Theodor zu Gutenberg, who had to resign because he also plagiarized his dissertation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not um, an American or Japanese. Thing. It's it's a it's a it's pretty, a human thing. It's a thing. Yeah. The question is, why do people plagiarize? And uh, yeah, it's there. So we now have it in the in the real world. We have it, or the real world, if you want to call television the real world. But it's a big thing going on, and it does you know make us want to think about you know exactly what is plagiarism. We have the usual definition, right? Which is the using of other people's ideas or words without attribution. And um, yes, and using somebody else's words, thoughts, ideas, data, images, whatever, information, data, 
and I think for me the key, key element is and passing it off as one's own. Yes, and this is either a sin of commission or a sin of omission, and it doesn't matter. Yes. This is really the key point. You take somebody else's stuff and you say, this is my stuff. Right. Guilty. Yes, and you know I know um, in a, the writing classes I have, and especially this is in the master's writing courses, where you have to drill into students' heads that you're you're writing down so much stuff that it's very easy to not remember what is your writing and what is a quote, and that it doesn't matter if there's not quotation marks in it in a citation, you're, or if it's not indented properly, you're in trouble. It doesn't matter whether it's a mistake or not. Yeah. So that's an important point. So I think we're not really looking at the, mis the kind of um, sin of omission kind of plagiarism, right? Right. We can. So for you, we all are familiar, for example, Western culture. We're um, familiar with the idea of like Plato's cave, um, Aristotelian hierarchy of, of forms. That's part of the wolf and weave of our culture. We don't. Every time I mention Plato's cave, I don't need to reference the Republic. <laughs> If, if, in fact, that's where it's from. I'm but sorry. you do have to say because Plato's cave. <laughs> <laughs> well, because if it's not his cave, I can't take a call it Tony's right, cave. So you say the, <laughs> so, right, but if, for example, you were to say, okay, let's use this example that there's a cave, right? And people oh, are okay. inside the cave and they only see the shadows outside. People would know immediately that you haven't attributed. They, they would know that I'm an ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be like, well, and also insulting to the reader, assuming that they wouldn't you know You got that. it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, that's, that's a big one, insulting oh, to the, the way, reader. By the way, by the way, don't you think that that is probably the most irritating fact of student plagiarism, especially when you're dealing with students who are learning English as a foreign language, is that the students actually think you can't tell. That well, that's not when you, their writing. Exactly. That's what that's I think what really offends me. It's extremely offensive, and I make a really big point of that, and I really make it a big point of when they get caught. Um, but it it speaks to what you which, uh, something that you said a couple of minutes ago about why people do it. People do it for two reasons: one, expedience; one, it's easier to either find a book or these days copy paste um, from wherever and let. You know, just take somebody else's work and say that I did it. Plus, plus two, like with any criminal, I'm not going to get caught. The belief that one, well, one is the fact that this is easier to do it this way, and two, I'm not going to get caught. And this, what you're talking about, this, uh, yeah, the the, the se severe insult uh, that I that I I, sh I also share the umbrage um, when uh, a student submit something like that to me it's like yeah it's very offensive and i make a point of that to my classes too um and i and i nail them i nail them um talk about it's like you know when, when i do catch them right you listen you think that i am not capable of distinguishing your writing from from somebody else's writing what's online so forth it's like, obviously you have no respect for me as a teacher next semester i want you i want you to find another teacher because i'm not good enough for you goodbye and and by the way you got a zero <laughs> have a nice day yeah that i know that feeling i although i think you're being very nice about it i <laughs> i mean i've actually turned to students and said you don't think 
that, you know, five lines of... Um, Perfectly structured English. A five-line sentence. Right. <laughs> you know, without Henry any James, errors, like that Henry is perfect. And that there is nothing else crap. in the next 15 lines that does not have an error. You don't think I'm going to notice that? <laughs> it's funny. It, it's, it's funny. Right. And it's... You know, there's something about, you know, if you're going to cheat, do it in a way that I can't notice it. I mean, I can, you know, it's it's just insulting. I had a, I had a kid who did a really good job this year. Of plagiarizing? Yeah, yeah. She was, she was, she, she was, was good. Really, she was really <laughs> sharp. She, um, I can't remember what the topic of her essay was specifically. It was something about diet or exercise. Or maybe it was carbohydrates or protein. I can't remember. <clears throat> But she found an article online, and it said, you know, the article was one of the pop culture kind of things, like 12 reasons or 12 reasons why you should be eating more or less something or another. And it went through the 12 things. Her essay was like five reasons why we should this and this and that. And she t took the structure and the ideas. Her mistake was taking the headings. <laughs> 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 and then... You know, uh, kind of changed, kind of changed just enough. And I'm reading this, I was like, this is a little bit too weird. And uh, I was like, oh, gotcha. And uh, we went back and forth because almost, except for the headings, none of the sentences were word for word from the article. But she paraphrased the entire, you know, she took the article, she paraphrased the sections that she, which was, it's kind of, you know, it's educational, valid, interesting exercise. Um. But she, yeah, as you said, if you want to plagiarize, plagiarize smart. But just you know, on a on a four page essay, no headings. Good point. Kind of like warning sign, huh? Yeah, I, yeah. And so you, that was, was like, yeah, okay. But did she get the fact that it was still plagiarism because she stole somebody's ideas and mm -hmm. basic structure? And yes, she did. And I said, how did she? How did she? We write? went. We went, um, she says, well, you know, she said, I didn't copy. I didn't copy and paste. I didn't use those sentences. I wrote my own sentences. And I says, well. <clears throat> That's a good summary. I says, and I says, yeah, right, exactly. But that was not the assignment. You're supposed to write a persuasive essay. And we went through the steps in class. You do your brainstorming set of ideas. You organize it. This is what you were supposed to do. You didn't do that. You found an article that kind of matched what you were supposed to do, and you used that. And she goes, "Yes, you're right." That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was. So, it was not so bad. It, what was the penalty? Was not so bad. Um, she got a zero for that, but I didn't fail her for the class. Ah, uh, okay. Ordinarily, I say zero for the class. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't come back. Mm. What happens so, though if it's a final paper? Then they just fail the class. They fail. Well, it's, 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 well, it depends on the. In some of my classes, they have to start. So, what do they, what do they call it? Not shame bragging, but shaming. Uh, humble bragging? No, humble brag. Humble brag. Humble brag is like, so many, I, I work my students so hard. My students have so much work to do that um, they can. Most of the classes have like five or six graded components, so that if they get a zero and one. It's still very possible for them to pass the class. And, and just it's completely off topic. But I had this one guy in in one of my classes, and the guy, I explained that to him. I says. You know, don't plagiarize. It's like, you know, if it's too much, just blow it off. You get a zero for that and you you'll still, still pass. You still can pass the class, yeah. You still pass the class. Don't, don't insult me by giving me something that you copied from somewhere else because you're, you're going to blow there everything else. 
<clears throat> and this one guy took me to art. I was a reading writing class. He says, you know, we were supposed to do reading journals. <laughs> the guy did zero. <laughs> Never did a word. Zero. <laughs> and the, But everything else was like really high. And I says, you know, Toshiyuki, you're a real, that's not his real name. So you're a real character, aren't you? And he's like, he's with his friends. He's got this little smirk on his face. It's like, you know, you just said, I got to hand it to you. you, you I, I laid out the rules. You gamed the rules. No problem. I mean, he's sitting there, a little smug, little smile on his face. And that's, and that's fine. Um, it's set up that way so that, for example, if people are not good readers, if they're not good writers, then there's different ways that you can uh, demonstrate your competence and your ability and so forth and so on. But uh, with, with the plagiarism, I think, moving on a little bit, just to... Uh, um, open two cans of worms here well I mean, i'm going to close one and open one um i think one of the common things we talked about like the these you know true detective and the senator and the, the stem cell research and the prime minister and stuff about that and um it's kind of something of a strong dog that our pop culture or our culture these days make a distinction go ahead um and you know that big satanic internet has uh, somehow changed the rules uh, that has made different kinds of uh, borrowing usage of um, information. The information wants to be free um, has made it different. Um, and I'm calling that, that's a strong dog. I'm calling um, shenanigans on that. No, it's made breaking the rules easier and it's made it maybe more alluring. Um, but the, the the rule stays the same. The rule is trying to pass somebody else's work off as your own. The information is out there. Sure, use it. And that's it's not sampling. When you're sampling someone else, you are not saying in any event that this is this is my work. You that is homage. I mean, you are taking somebody else's thing. You say, okay, this is theirs, and I'm working it into my song. I may or may not have their permission to use it, but I'm not saying that. I sang those words and I played those instruments. Everybody listening to that song knows that that came from somewhere else and we're using it. That's, and that's, go ahead. That's, I think that's a fair point, but it requires the person to know that the original work is coming in. It's exactly. an interesting thing. Um, and just talking about pop culture, and this was just <clears throat> to show that that kind of approach of with sampling which requires kind of like a baseline of knowledge of let's say pop music otherwise you might go wow that's a great riff this person came up with mm. um happened with um the song by elton john um candle oh, so in the many. wind george harrison uh, george lord. harrison got caught for my sweet lord but um elton john wasn't doing plagiarism but i'm talking just about the kind of body of knowledge that's needed to understand this uh, so see it's kind of a a wide-ranging or not wide-ranging but it's kind of just bear with me so um what was her name princess diana dies right and elton john plays candle in the wind and i remember everybody thinking that candle in the wind was written for princess diana right i thought it was Melman. yeah of course of course of oh. course it's so far back right hmm. i think it's like what it's from yet goodbye yellow brick road isn't it candle so it's in way the wind. back there way it's back. way back 1974 or something like this and I was surprised at the that people didn't know that. So the reason I mention that is that for those people who have the background or who were there or who understand this concept and exactly what sampling is doing, 
it's fair. You don't need the attribution. The reason that what um, I don't think that I'm approaching plagiarism from the fact that you're trying to pass off the idea. I try to explain to my students that the key thing here is that you want to attribute the idea. You want to credit the idea to the person who came up with that idea or found that data. In other words, it's simply a way of being respectful and helping your audience know that this is what this is so that they can go back and find it out. You know, it's different, you know, when we read something by a student that, that our body of knowledge is usually larger than a freshman or, you know, sophomore student, especially in English, then we can identify things that they're pulling in from other areas. But they need to know that it's simply an honorable thing to do. Hmm. And I think that when we approach plagiarism from don't try to pass this stuff off as you, I try to make it more positive, which is to say, give credit where credit's due so your readers can then f go to the idea and find the idea if they're interested in it. I mean, that's well, the whole it, thing it, of citations, right? Yeah, well, a lot of it goes to the writer's intent, right? One thing is, again, you, and you see papers where students will use outside information, other people's sentences, works, ideas, and so forth. Um, without the intention of making you think that they're their own. They'll kind of even, I mean, sometimes often hint at it, but they won't give the proper attribution. In which case, yeah, that, that's no foul. It's just like, you don't know, okay? And they'll, they'll just get a note saying, hey, listen, when you do this, you need you need to, sh need to, you should provide proper attribution so that people know where it came from. To, again, to give that person credit and it's also that your reader can follow up if they, they choose to. I think it really goes to intent, that idea that I said, trying to pass it off as your own. Yeah, it's interesting though. I was just, while you were talking about this and I was thinking back to one of my lit classes when I guess I was a junior or I don't know. And I was sitting in the class and we were talking about something. And I remember I said, I put threw out an idea and I said, well, according to, and I forget who it was, right? Let's say it was, uh, you know, Derrida or some philosopher, let's say, right? I said, according to so-and-so, this, 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 and somebody looked at me and says, there you go. Why do you have to drop names just to prove to us that you're... Um, well-read. Well-read and intelligent. And I said, no. I said, I said, no. I said, I, I, I want to give credit where credit's due. It's not my idea. And... So you know, Mark, it, you know what Marx had to say about, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and following that up, Engels responded with, right, and, uh, you know, Gadamer, you know, but I mean, the idea was actually that my attributing the idea in a class discussion actually upset people. So... We have this kind of weird thing, right? Because oh, then you're considered a name dropper, right? Right. You're trying right, to sound right, intelligent, right. but I was really—I would never be ever be accused <laughs> of trying true. to try to impress people with my <laughs> my reading and gain an upper hand in a conversation. But you know, I—that's I, you know, this is going back thirty years at least, and I still remember it clearly that I was trying to be ethical, but I was really like people thought name dropping and so i think we have these kind of combative dueling attitudes right one if you attribute in a conversation you're you're being a what what am i what you know a name dropper you're trying to prove how well read you are a but pedant something like that not a pedophile but a pedant yeah 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 
um, a buffoon. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're required to do it in writing. So, and then we have that sampling thing you were talking about. So, which is in pop culture. And so maybe there are these kind of very contradictory strains running through people that maybe they don't know how to balance. Yeah, and I've got I got this other can sitting here that I'm going to pop open right now. When you open those cans, are like is it like a pop top or is it like a can opener kind of thing? I, like this one, this stuff? one, this one's a can opener. Uh, so this is an old can of worms that you've had for a while. Well, we all have. We, we this is something we you know it's all there. We, we and we're aware of it. Um, okay. And I really hesitate to do this. It's it, it's, it's um, I did cultural mm, cultural relativism oh um, yeah so what we when, when you and I are sitting here talking about plagiarism we are without question um, coming at it from the perspective of western and specifically North American and even more specifically American um, ideas about what constitutes plagiarism um, how serious an offense it may or may not be and what we think you know appropriate punishment is um i deal with uh plagiarism in my classes discussions and it's actually a topic in one of the textbooks i'm using with some with especially with my more advanced classes and a lot of them are international students and yes um some of them are from china and they're articulate enough and open enough to like talk about it's like well yeah um we talked about the sampling and the uh, it being a, a kind of homage to the artist. Their thinking is that, yeah, when you go to the library or go to the internet and you copy somebody else's words and use them in your essay as your own, that's kind of an honor to the original author. And it's a sign of respect um, that you want to use their words as your own we also live in japan where the value of quote unquote the correct answer um it weighs so much more heavily than it might in ours uh and i can understand where in some students minds Copying a correct sentence is better than writing their own mm, impaired, <laughs> um, incorrect sentence. Um, so maybe the leap from writing your own and passing someone else's work off as your own is a much smaller one for them mentally than it is for us. Um, I don't want to go too far with that because I will, I will, I will close the can myself saying, but you know what? Number one, we're not in China, and number two, this is an English class, and you're gonna you're gonna use English grammar and English spelling, and you were gonna use Western rules on plagiarism. Well, we're, period. We're using, we're, we're using Western rhetoric, so there's not that much of a problem. It all goes with it, right? Exactly. It all, it's, but it's yeah, it's all a package. Yeah, it, but it just speaks to how, and again, we, we talked about it initially, you know, very early on, saying about explaining to the students, and that, yeah, it you really need to go way farther in drilling that home than you would ever think necessary um, 
again, from a Western perspective, you really need to get specific examples uh, on paper in front of them, shove it, rub their noses in it if need be. Um, Because for many of them, conceptually, it it is a big jump for them. It's a different way of looking at it, I think. So not to... Not yeah, I'm certainly I'm no fan of it's the teacher's fault mentality that pervades this culture, um, but at the same time, I think there are teachers who make many invalid assumptions about what students think and what they think is right and what is wrong about plagiarism. It's like, and uh, I think, however far out on a limb the teacher needs to get to explain and go into detail and make it you know again from the teacher's perspective like incredibly elementary um i think sometimes that's necessary yeah it has to be spelled out um examples have to be given um there's a good question too how many how many words can you take before you have to attribute Three words, four words. When do you put the quotation marks around? Students I, I tell will... I, I tell my students a sentence. Okay. I said if you're taking more than a sentence, you're in trouble. See, for me, it's a phrase. It's probably more than four. About four words. It's not yours anymore. So everyone has different rules. So we don't have an agreed upon definition there. <clears throat> uh, the thing, Tony, that's always really true, and that what I always kick myself is I can never explain too clearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> right you yeah know, yeah yeah you know, no, i know i at the end of the semester i, I look examples, back and say, okay how much of this is my fault exactly really? i do it too I, how much I, of this is my right fault? did i not put an example on the board did i not show so what i've done is in my writing classes it, that um it's, it's a real 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 pain is that i t- require my students to use some bibliographic software they have to use something like Zotero, where the you know they can download the citation and they can take notes in that, and it takes up a lot of time teaching sure. students how to do yeah. this. But I f- say to them, you understand, you put your quotes in here. This is where you keep your quotes. It automatically gives you the information. You understand that anything that goes into Zotero has to be cited when you put it in your paper and you show them how to do it it's not it's much nicer in a year-long class than a semester class um and i don't know exactly if i'm going to revise my use of it but that kind of clear explanation in the sense of hey if it goes into this file if it goes into this you know folder for example then you know it has to be cited and anything you copy of somebody else's ideas or words or data must go in the folder. It helps a little bit to get them to understand, but there's always one kid. There's always one student who, you know, plagiarizes. And then when you ask them, why did you plagiarize? I ran out of time. I wanted to get the paper. I mean, there's always an excuse, right? Well, right. There's, yeah, of course. It's never, for example, really? I didn't know I plagiarized. I've still never seen that one before. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, though, have a really interesting situation where um, one student wrote such an excellent paper. I mean, this was like a fantastic paper that at first there was a response that had to be plagiarized because it was so good. 
right? The student could write so well. And then it was, you know, to prove that it wasn't plagiarism rather than proving it was plagiarism. We kind of went on a reverse kind of um, um, safari hunt there, right? For making sure it wasn't because we wanted to be able to say, wow, this is great. This paper's really, you know, done completely independently. That was a nice kind of thing to occur. But yeah, it's it's irritating is I think more than almost anything else because it's hard to explain to students that excuse me it's cheating it's just a form of cheating you know and you have to explain to students that plagiarism is cheating it's no different than copying the answers from your friend on a test that's not your answer right you copied it right and you don't write on the test oh I looked over to my left and saw that you know my friend had written this answer so I wrote this answer they think they understand that, but it's always, yeah. it's an uncomfortable, irritating thing, probably makes me more upset than anything else. Well, because you, 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 I've you, explained do job, it. You, be, you do this job because you wanted to be a teacher. You didn't want to be a policeman. Is that true? I thought I wanted yeah. to be a policeman, but I just couldn't, you know, run the mile fast enough and became a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it is. You know, I don't want to have to ask my school, what is it, turn it in? Yeah, that's not the, yeah, the that's plagiarism not the role, system. That's not the job you want. That's not the relationship you want with the exactly. students. You, you want to make some kind of adversarial game with the cops and robbers and cops and speeders, right, with the radar detectors and the CB radios that we had when we were growing up and stuff. It's like, no, it's not. It's not wow, it's not I'm, I'm, still, I'm back that's thinking about CB radios. My God, <laughs> <laughs> everything else after that, I can't remember what you said. But you're right. Yeah, that's not the environment that you want. I know for a fact that that's, it's terrible when that happens, yeah. when yeah, the a, trust is taste. lost, leaves a, leaves a, a bad, bad taste. taste. I, had, yeah. I had a cheating issue in one of my classes this year. I think I mentioned it to you where I was having students um, submit digitally their presentation scores. And I found out, um, you know, two students, I'm hoping only two students, two students had submitted false scores and you know i had to turn to the students and i had to start making sure attendance was perfect i had to check everything i had to impose this very intense non-cheating um attitude in the class and yeah well my that was it, it ended up i'm sure the students just were miserable mm. but i had no choice right yeah you know so yes that's the problem with plagiarism is that it creates that very what it does it creates an attitude it creates an emotional response it creates an atmosphere that is detrimental to learning and it's just not acceptable but i'm not sure whether the students we have now really don't understand that it's wrong that's you know, I don't. Know. I think I think I think they get that it's. They all, they understand that it's wrong. But I, I sometimes I sometimes I think some of them are not clear about the lines. And you know, like, frankly, the, we, you and I already did in, in this podcast talked about. Ne neither are we. <laughs> we're we're not that. Oh, exactly. I'm what, clear. Uh, well, you said a, a phrase. I said uh, a sentence. There's there's a there's a lot of well a sentence really is clearer close. than a phrase to some degree, yeah right I mean, or for example the other student that I talked about who 
every sentence in the body of what she submitted was kind of her own. There were no sentences that were copy and pasted. She paraphrased each section. Right. Yeah, well, one day one student's going to figure out that you take the English, you put it into machine translation into Japanese, and then you translate it back into English with machine translation, and then you submit it. And then you put it into Word and say summarize. Right, and right. <laughs> and then suddenly there's your paper, and it won't look... But they see then again, I can identify that it's machine it's like, translation. It's like, it's like, right, right, right. Hey, there's just off off the topic. What about machine translation? Is that a form of plagiarism? No, oh, well, it's, it's not a form of plagiarism, but it's a zero. Mm. <laughs> it's like because it's, like, it's it's unintelligible it's not english right you can always identify it oh geez that's what's so Just, funny and i i show them that in class too i says come on okay this is and i do it reverse i said okay you think you can use machine translation computer to translation okay here i'm going to write this sentence i load it up with all kinds of idioms and then put it and into say, japanese and put it into japanese they go ah, ha, ha. i go yeah this is what your papers sound like when I read them. <laughs> <laughs> so don't give me don't submit this as a paper it's not going to do you any good. It doesn't. It doesn't speak well right. to you or your or your teachers before you. Yes. How about? Um, do you have any experience or any thoughts about uh, the use of uh, contracts with the students, either verbal or written? So you're saying, you know, a little statement saying, you know, I am enrolled in in your class. Um, I promise I will not plagiarize. I will not cheat. I will do this and this and that. And you just make the student sign it and then just you know throw it in your locker. <laughs> I don't have a locker. Well, okay, your office. Sorry. Uh, my drawer. Sorry, sensei. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, got me on that one. All right. but um, Name dropping, so, I mean, office what dropping. What do you think? What do you think? I've done uh, it. I've is, done it, it. Do, is it valuable? Do you think it works? Does it make a difference? You know, I have no empirical evidence either for or against Feeling. it. I um, trust your instincts. I mean, your experience. Just you. I don't even trust my own instincts any longer. Yeah, um, well, anyway. Sir, as far well, as it goes. Yeah. What do you think? I think if it's in Japanese, yeah. Ah, ah, good. Right, excellent point. If it's, huh? You know, I've done it where I've you know I've asked ah, you know really my wife. I said translate this so that it's in a vi because again you get sure. into this cultural no, no. difference. I understand that plagiarism revelation. I'm, right, right. Light bulb went off in my head. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I've done the Japanese one, and I said, okay, everybody understands this, and it says very clearly. I understand that if I plagiarize which is means you know not citing someone else's thoughts you know data words etc cetera, etc cetera, that i will fail the class that and, is and just a, yeah i'm going to expand on that and you're you're so that that's such a big point and i think maybe for other people out here maybe it's just me that's like a little bit slow um but to expand on that that idea that i had about you know the uh, the different cultural, cultural perspectives yes, on yes, yes, plagiarism yes, yes. Our students, our students' perspective, you know, whether they get these, like this, for example, in this case, this contract or the explanation in English, at some level for most of them, it's only English. It's not real. And that's how they've been, that's what they've been taught. We talked about like, um, you know, failure by design last time. Oh, no. Right? It's, yeah. This is what they've been taught. It's only English. For or, most, for many of them, or right? the teachers requiring me to sign this paper, right? And it does, you know, it's it's in English, whatever. And you know, <laughs> I can't blame them. I do the same thing. There's this thing in Japanese. Do I read it? No, hell no. I just sign it. I, I got to sign it. Okay, I'll sign it. Whatever it says. Right, right, right. You don't, you know, read the fine print like you would. And in the English. same thing. And, and they would do the same thing. So no, that that idea of like putting it in Japanese, it's like, yeah, of mm -hmm. course. And, and it has um, to be, but it's not just a direct translation. 
it, no, no, it has no, no. to it's be mean, written in the way that they will understand. They will understand yeah. what they're signing. Yeah, it's kind of right. It's and it has to be almost similar to like a traffic ticket. I understand that if I do not, you know, go to traffic school, I will pay, you know, a fine. So mm, there's a there's a format the way that that is said in Japanese, right? And it has to be said. We would never be able to ferret out. Yeah, <laughs> just the way not it me is. never. <laughs> right. So. In that sense, I think the contracts are okay. I'm always, um, you know, this is um, a pet peeve, and I'm going to go off um, again, is that, you know, you've seen those where the teachers give the students contracts at the Mm -hmm. beginning of a class. Yeah, that's why I asked. And they haven't even vocabulary checked it yet. And that's students are reading a contract that, you know, or signing something that has words they don't understand, and there's not a Japanese translation for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't agree. I don't know. You know, the idea of the contract, again, that's a cultural, con- that's different. Yeah, yeah, the, con- the contract, the too, right? The contracts like, well, you the know, contracts, is the, the idea concept of a contract, of a contract is, is so very different, different right? from our idea of a contract, right? Yeah, we, I think we mentioned that before, I, with like we? schools. and Yeah, we talked about like administration and school culture, okay. <clears throat> contracts, employment, and interviews and things. We've mentioned it a few times, but it's worth repeating. Um, yeah, the Japanese idea of contracts and the Western idea of contracts, completely different thing. Where you know, in the West, you know, we're very lawyer centric, and you get this thing that's like fifteen pages, and every everything is spelled out. In Japanese, your contract is like half a page. And um, I've had some three uh, four page contracts in Japan. So like, we want you to do this. <laughs> we want you to do that. And in points points of disagreement, the two sides will sit down, and you'll do what we say. Right. <laughs> they don't say that. Yeah, they say basically. it'll be work. It, it'll be negotiated. But what it means is it's like whatever is not written here. It's like tough luck. Yeah. For me, the contract, those kind of contracts, I've I, I've gotten those was simply an indicator that we've agreed that I will work for the school. Well, that's basically for us. Right? That's all it means. Yeah. Right. But it's not like these are the terms. Because there, it, there was a period that, of time where even, there isn't anything else that where you get the, the contracts, it doesn't even tell you how much you're going to make per class. Right. So, right. So you even get into this whole thing. So that's why when you asked about the contract on plagiarism. Um, yeah, I, I just wondered had, if you thought they had any value. I had that. done it. And I, you know, it would be an interesting thing to see, you know, to, to run a test on that. Right. Is that mm. whether, you know, one class gets it in English, one class gets it in Japanese, one class doesn't get it. Right. And to see whether you have more or less incidents of plagiarism. But, um, yeah, it's it always comes up, though. I don't think I've gone through um, a year of teaching without at least a couple of incidents of plagiarism. Right? Yeah, same same here. I think it's probably true for most teachers. Yeah. How about this? this? This idea just came to me. I talked about the contracts. How about this, the day your papers are due? Uh, assuming you still accept these things in, in class on paper or something like that, or maybe the week before. Um, have your your students, cause, again, because here they're, they're so much more peer-oriented, peer right? Um, look at the person next to you. Ask the person next to you, did you plagiarize your paper? Right. So, I mean, something as goofy as that. I have had, I've done different things. Um, one year I had students check their, you know, do peer editing and they had to check for incidents of plagiarism and sign off on that. And I said, you will be held responsible, right, to do that. But that seemed a little heavy handed. 
It's pretty. It's so I, I think I haven't done it again. But, that's kind of that's kind of hard for the student. Right, right. Uh, but it's not, it's not. It's not. It's it's just more to hammer it home for them, right? Sure. Because it's sure. for the other student to say, oh, I don't want this student to get in trouble because I plagiarized, right? But one year, I actually had students when on the last day when they submitted their final paper, I I required them to write on the turned their paper over, you know, the one or two pages, and on the back, right. I, you know, I recognize that plagiarism is a serious offense and I am indicating by writing this that there is no plagiarism in my paper. I do understand that, you know, if the teacher finds any plagiarism, I will receive a failing mark in the class. I have done that. Now, whether or not that had an effect, I don't know, because it's after the fact, right? Yeah. So... Um, again, I think it's an interesting thing to look at. You know, what effect does a contract regarding plagiarism have on student behavior? Um, but again, you get into this issue of contracts and, you know, there's already an implicit contract in the classroom. I think our job is to make what's implicit explicit to the students. Yeah, exactly. Right, and without how, having them... How, what, to, what's the most effective yeah, way to do And is writing it down on paper just simply a way of making it explicit because it's definitely understood by the teachers that there's no plagiarism and plagiarism is not acceptable. Hmm. So, yeah, it's... Again, there... Some people have argued that this is, you know, students who don't understand that you're supposed to pay for music. But then, remember that argument that was going mm -hmm. on for years, you know, with downloading a Napster? But I think iTunes kind of has put an end to that. Actually, yeah, this is, this is, uh, what do you well, think? actually, we're moving, yeah, it's perfect because, like, you know, we're, we're kind of getting toward, toward the end and we're getting, it's like, okay, what we can do about this. And this was, this was here in my notes. But yeah, exactly. There's this, um, and the Apple Napster thing is a, is a really good example. Um, and it's, it's the, I, that this whole idea is explored in great time of name dropping um, in his book, Nudge, uh, Thaler and Sunstein, um, where it talks about all different kind of ideas where when you're trying to <clears throat> manipulate or change human behavior, um, you make the choice easier. And you're talking about iTunes and Napster is exactly what happened. Suddenly, it was so with much I, easier with iTunes. It was you can get this song for 99 cents and you know, it's going to download. It's going to be easy. It's going to be there. It, it's going to be eventually the DRM was off and you can, you, you can listen to it anywhere. Listen, it was not, which is a big problem, but you know, the quality was going to be there. You didn't need to go through like all this, you know, the file sharing rigmarole. You just page, you make it easier to do the right thing. Right. Exactly. Um, the other, the, the other famous make it example easier is to like, do the right thing. So like you have like, sorry, ladies, um, men's urinals, all right, and you know, men, we you know, look at you know, look at the, where are you going with urinals. this, Tony? <laughs> look, look on, the, look on the floor. You know what you see there, right? By putting the target, oh, the arrows, the, the arrows or the target or anything, a little image, at a certain point at the base of the urinal, men will aim for that spot. Well, I think Tony that you have just introduced a completely new topic into two teachers talking. This is about nudge, though. It's yeah, about making well, it do the, the easy example, thing. So we can, that small thing, the same thing with Apple okay. did with Napster, the little targeted with the urinals. A better example, the, the, I think, even, oh. is the in Japan we have the Suica Pasmo cards, these rechargeable cards for the oh, train. That's a good example. Perfect right? example. I remember that I used to sit back and try to figure <laughs> out 
how I could, you know, how many I of these game the tickets, how, right? Yes, okay. How many of those group station, tickets, ticket right? The one. ticket packets do I need to get right. and calculate it? And remember how people would figure out, well, hold on, you know, how do I you know, game the system as much as possible. So I'm still paying two and I'm legal. Right. Either end of my commute right, 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 station. And yeah. once these cards came out, it was just so convenient just to, you know, put, you know, 10,000 yen on the card charge. This nobody is what you scams do. Nobody scams anything anymore. Right. Because it's easier to do the right thing. Yeah. You make it easy to do the yes, right thing. Exactly. And so that's one of the reasons why if I can figure out a way to, you know, I'm trying to get, here's the easy way to solve the plagiarism problem, I think. When students go to orientation, their university orientation, there should be an academic orientation thing where they are given certain tools and taught how to use these tools. You know, they should learn how to use the library and how to do journal searches, right? They should learn how to manage their searches and they should be given something, you know, free like Zotero or EndNote or something. The school should have a license. They should learn how to use it and they should learn that it's so easy to just download the citation, the bibliographic information, copy and paste into, you know, that so it's attached to that bibliographic um, citation, right? And then you just type it into the paper easily with this, you know, one little key. End of plagiarism, right? Everything mm -hmm. is cited. You'd have the problem that you'd have too much citing, perhaps, but that could be dealt with. But that's an easier problem. Yeah, but it's a, yeah, yeah it's, you know, you should, should, should in getting, yeah. But should, I'm, I'm just agreeing with the point that, you know, this idea that make it easier and people don't cheat. If cheating is more, you know, problematic than doing it the right way, why would that's why people cheat because cheating's easier. Right. It's a shortcut. Right. And right. if right. doing it the right way is the shortcut, then people will do it the right way. That's what you got to do, man. And I want to get to that real soon. But I also want to say you, you want to mentioned get to the shortcut. You, no, no, <laughs> okay. no, no, no. I want to I want to amplify something that you, that you said cuz cuz we've talked about it before, but people might not have heard about it. Um quickly Zotero, uh, interesting, useful tool. You use it a whole lot. I don't use it because I don't use uh, Chrome. It works in Firefox. Plug, a, 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 and it works, standalone works now on as a standalone version also. Which is a convenient little plug-in tool and now standalone for management of research material, information quotes, and the sources. And note-taking. And and yeah, all that, and it pulls it all together for you, lets you keep it all in one place. So if you're working on one big research project, um, helps you keep all your stuff really well organized and accessible, and pulls it all together. A little bit of a learning curve. Yes, not a little. Guess <laughs> which is why I don't use it. I started like, oh, well, you have a philosophical, work. you know, you have that real Apple Mac attitude, right? Which but is, it, if well, there's it, a learning curve, but it's not a curve, prejudice. If, but it's not a, pre no, a, but it's not a prejudice. It's either I pick up a tool, and if I can figure out how to use it without reading the manual, then I'm, I'm probably going to use it. But if I need to look at the manual, it's like, this isn't well thought well, I think, out I think, Tony, actually, you, come you, you come back with it. If there is a manual, I won't use it. <laughs> <laughs> it but that's not true, be because you did you did send me the, the link to the manual for that um, audio, the Carmen um, yeah, audio thing. Yeah, yeah, that was disappointing. But that's another podcast in and of itself. Yeah. But, right. It's the problem is that right now there's not an easy to use citation system. But I want to just talk about it on the other hand. Flips flip this over. 
my daughter going to international schools and is in just is finished sixth grade is going into seventh grade all throughout her sixth grade was using bibliographic software it was expected for a sixth grade kid writing a paper yeah think about that and they were using i think google docs has a citations system right she oh, I, f I feel sorry for both her and her teacher when she gets to university <laughs> why is that you know what i mean right <laughs> Well, because the teacher, if it's a good teacher, is going to be banging his her head against the wall, trying to keep this, trying to see something that they can teach this kid. Well, I don't. I'm trying to keep them interested and entertained, and for her, when her classmates are going to be go to school in Japan, I am assuming. I'm that. not assuming that. So no, well, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that she's assuming that also. But what I'm trying to say, you're right, is that. That would be difficult for her teacher, but the idea that at six doesn't mean you at, shouldn't do it. That no. a twelve-year-old kid <laughs> understands the importance of attribution. Mm. I just yeah, we're not we're not talking advanced calculus here. It's not rocket science. Okay. <laughs> and the problem is right, and this goes back, I think, to some of our podcasts before, where school culture, where this might be this plagiarism idea might be limited to a small group within the university and that plagiarism is not considered such an issue outside of a small group now again i'm fortunate um that i work at a school where um I found a student and it was an attributional problem. It wasn't intentional plagiarism. The student had just forgotten to attribute things because they did have citations in their paper and, mm. you know, just had to send the student back and say, okay, you've got three days to fix all your citations. Yeah. 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 I, right? that, 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 that's a different thing. Right. It's a very, very, very different thing. So it's a school culture issue also, right? Mm. If there's not support for this across the curriculum, Right. It's a problem. So the plagiarism issue is sometimes it feels like a losing battle. Okay. Well, I got I got to before we, we sign off, I got okay. I, an idea that's going to hopefully help people. Is it going to um, help me? I don't know. It might. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a specific takeaway. Oh, right. Um, it, it, in that spirit of nudge and, and making it easier to do the right thing. The one thing is that because, you know, in orientation that's going to like deal with plagiarism adequately, keep dreaming. Um, you know, most, most of <laughs> that's my students, takeaway. <laughs> teaching, teaching your students to like, you know, they, to get a new tool and incorporate it into their workflow. It's like, well, you can do it. It's a whole lot of work. Um, an easier way, maybe an easier way. Teacher, you. Um, when you're making your assignment, you're doing the assignment. Just make it, make an assignment that makes plagiarism, plagiarism difficult. Make it easier to do the right, make, or make it impossible. Well, what do you mean, Tony? Well, this is what I mean, right? Starting off, for example, with um, book reports, because that's an easy illustration, and I'll get into different things like that. So, for example, um, most people, at least of our generation, um, have read uh, Catcher in the Rye. People who are younger um, probably have read Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. These are teen novels, late teen novels, young adult novels, becoming a whole genre into and of itself. Not difficult to read, very often assigned for more advanced reading classes. Doesn't matter, you can do it with any book. 
but um don't for or for example on what i do my reading class this year wizard of oz um so yeah intermediate students um among it was a it was a reading class one semester and the whole class had to read wizard of oz gave them a choice they want to do some kind of written report they want to test they want small tests they want big tests because they want to do something in writing okay fine i could say okay just give me a book report and give them an outline of what i want as a book report they get online they go wizard of oz book report it's easy to copy and paste teacher use your brain don't just say book report my assignment to them choose one of the characters in the book to be your friend explain why you chose them and use specific examples throughout the book alternate assignment i didn't tell this to them it's like of all the characters in the book because this is maybe a little too gender biased who would dorothy marry the tin man the scarecrow or the lion explain your answer um scarecrow in the... <laughs> <laughs> you would but we're not asking you <laughs> no no, no i was just rhyme. thinking i think she liked the scarecrow the most didn't she well, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm you, just getting. Why would you track. say that, Charles? You have to defend your position. <laughs> I think she does. She says, "Scarecrow, I miss you the most." Right, exactly. That's exactly that's what, what she said. And end yeah. of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and catcher in the rye, Holden Caulfield, right? You do some of that, okay? Catcher in the rye. He's, he's this kid, you know, in high school turmoil. A couple of day, you know, a week or so, would have three days, um, a week uh, in New York, blah blah blah. You know, nervous breakdown. Okay. Holden Caulfield, thirty-five years old describe his life and explain why events in the book have led him to become who he is perks of being in the wallflower um charlie another high school kid um has been abused by a, a favorite aunt who has died and has buried all this and the usual you know again this is a little bit um it's very america west oriented north america oriented uh, that kind of culture where their kids are 15 years old but 16 well they're 16 because they're driving just got his driver's license but there's drugs there's homosexuality there's there's rape there's borderline rape rape i can't remember exactly rape. there's it's a very contemporary american but it's what teens deal with there yes it's a very important point sometimes that could be surprising to people that this is in teen literature right and so your assignment is you are the director and you are going to make a movie of this book for Japan audiences, mm. what are you going to change and why? Okay. So your suggestion is be creative with your assignments. Right. Something that hasn't been, you can't find out there. Something that's going to make them engage with the work in a, in a new novel way. Something that hasn't, they're not going to be able to find something that they're going to actually have to do. It's much easier for us to sit down, sit down and have to do that than it is for them to try to find something that's going to help them out there on Although the Although it's harder for the teacher to come up with those topics because that's really hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. Now, I'm going to give another take. That's why we, that's why we, that's why we make the big money. Uh, yeah. We, okay, so if you use this idea, please send your royalty check too, to teachers talking. The, the flip side, I like that idea, Tony. I think that... Well, you did the same thing. You, the other thing, the other example that I've got, what we did at, at that school... When they had to write the reviews. Remind me. We we among those students' uh, assignments, they had to do write reviews, and we did. They had to do reviews of cafes or movies mm. or their favorite restaurants and things, local. Make it local. Mm. Make it specific. You did this, yeah. Make it specific and local. So yeah, you're not going to find like 
an English review of it. Well, now you probably can, but you couldn't 10 years ago or 15 years ago, whatever the hell it was. That was it was 15 years ago, Tony. It's kidding on 15, 17 years ago. Yeah. Um, you would not find like a um a, a interview. I mean, an internet review of Alo Alo Cafe. Okay, fair enough. You yeah. you got to do it, and you did that. You did that instinctively. I mean, it, you that was what we did. Mm. Stuff like that. It doesn't need to be you know out out there with like you know holding call for the thirty five years old to make it local, make it specific, not about you know the polar bears. Make it about like the water level at Issei. Mm. Okay, if the, if, the, if the water level, the ocean level, sea levels raise by 20 centimeters or 30 centimeters, how is that going to affect the economy or the culture of Issei or anywhere else in Japan? Um, make it something that they have to, that there's, hasn't so been your done. Argument you got to be creative. Personalize it. Personalize it, localize it, make it unique, make it easier to write than to find something else right. that's been done yeah. on it right yeah. make it easier make it make the right way the easy that's an way interesting idea i like that the other side i just wanted to because we're getting to our our mm. finishing point the yeah, other way up. is that if one decides that in teaching a writing class that the teaching of research skills is not a key component of the class then provide the source material yes for the students say okay here are 15 articles that are available for you to use you must use citations from five of these articles in your paper and there's yeah, just, basically do do the research do the research for, them. for yeah. them and then there's just no chance that they can plagiarize because you say i know exactly Bingo. where things are coming from if you and then set the parameters and you're done so there are different ways to deal with it the only thing is that i feel that that you know doing the research learning how to do the research finding sources is a key part of that whole you know intellectual process of learning how to write so mm. there are ways to solve the problem without having to go to what it's turnitin.com isn't it that schools can subscribe to and students have to submit their papers and they get a plagiarism check on that yeah, yeah. and you really don't need it we've got google yeah but I yeah, mean, the point of it is though I've, I've already taken a stance which is of mistrust and i no. i can't really teach from mistrust so, but when you when you're reading a paper and you you come across that phrase, mm, the damage is done. Right. It's not the tool that you use to to verify it is not going to make a difference. It's like whether you find it on the net or well, not. Well, there's you the, know. there's a difference. You see it. Yeah, it but, smells. But but there's a difference between saying you will submit your papers to this, you know, plagiarism checking service versus. Ah, I, I, I see. I'm, I'm identifying something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one, one starts the entire relationship between students in the writing class from mistrust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get. You I don't there. trust oh, you right agreed. away. I assume you're going to plagiarize. I assume there's going to be right, plagiarism. and that's and that's 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 also foul. Yes, yes, like yes, yes, that. yes, yes. So that's why I don't like that because again, I'm teaching from a perspective that I know will eat me up from the inside out, and it will not be a good class. That's, yeah, it just it's kind of sucks. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's kind of like assuming you know that you know there's going to be cheating in the class and. It's not the vibe you want. Exactly, exactly. So there are ways to deal with it. I think your idea of making it personal in the writing class, even if it's an academic cl writing class, you can have students investigate some local problem, some local S issue. Something local, something specific. To the university itself, slant, yeah. right, for example, yeah. right? There you go. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sexism, uh, you know. Professor Kitzman, to whom I'm married, um, 
had great success with her kids. It was, you know, again, a little bit different, but a marketing class and they had to devise some product. It had to be university specific. Right. And then yeah, once you so. do that, you know, they're in a realm that they understand. And yep. you've pretty much not allowed. You're not, it's not even not allowing. It's just, it's not, again, there's, there's, no, there's no reason for them. There's to no do reason. It. And it's simply going to be more problematic to do that than it would be just to do it right. But I think we have to go back to the ease of use thing, mm. right? Is that if it's easier to write the paper honestly, mm. right? There's no reason to do it dishonestly. Then there's no reason to do it dishonestly. One has to look at, you know, how we've set the classes up for that because I understand the plagiarism thing you realize you don't have enough time it's finals week what am i going to do i have to submit the paper you copy i don't know how many times that has happened yep right so again i think your idea of making the the assignments local and personal is a great idea or limit the sources provide the sources of information and then it's not an issue because it's easy to identify and students understand it but yep. ev but i think this goes tony you know back to one of the things that i always find myself failing miserably at which is making explicit what i assume to be implicitly understood Hey, you writing my note? You reading my notes here? Wow! <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like that. This is the key thing. It's like, and it's not just plagiarism. It always, it always leads me at the at the at the very end. I always then question myself. You know, did I do a good enough job of making it clear of where the limits are, what the parameters are, where the lines are, what's okay, what's not okay? Do they really understand plagiarism? Do they really understand what it is, what it is, what it isn't? Do they really understand what the uh, consequences are going to be? Because the consequences doesn't translate into Japanese, I found out. Um, what the results will be, what the, the outcome will be. Um, you really got to go, I think, way beyond what you th might ever think is necessary to, to drive that home. I, I Something else that I also emphasize that it's not only is it cheating me, well, you know, it's like, oh, crazy, but yourself, you're not learning anything. Okay, obviously, I don't care about that. Obviously, there's like into the teacher's not going to catch me. But to also drive home the point to them and to the other students, which I talked about, you know, okay, ask each other, are you plagiarizing? Because they're cheating their friends and their classmates. And if, I, the other thing is, if you're really really and this is this is not a small thing if you're really sure that you've done a good enough job of explaining it if you're really 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 and i mean really sure then ruthlessness merciless hard ass zeros and the world will get out the students will say mm. don't don't, don't take plagiarize his class. In his class. <laughs> don't, his don't class. try that in his class, because he's gonna. Yeah. So there's a you know you know that maybe we end with a little off color joke. Do you have anything anything else? Do I have an off color joke? No. No, I have an off color joke. Uh, okay. No, I think I was just going to say that that goes back to another thing that's really important, which is when you set the rule down, you can't wobble. You can't waffle at all. If you exactly. say, if I find that you've plagiarized, I'm going to fail you for the course. You got to do it. You got to do it. And then and the say, worst part is you find out 15th, that it's some kid it's, who, who's been working really you, hard oh, and they just did it on the last. Oh. And you got to go, sorry, no. The rules must apply. There's no case by case here. 
Yeah. It's an absolute heartbreaker. Yes. Okay. And you want to end this with an off color joke. Mm. So just in, in terms of that, like being ruthless, right? So um, this guy, you know, moves into, you know, a nice apartment and everything else, showing it off to his friend. And uh, lo and behold, scurrying across the floor is a little cockroach. The guy says, oh, kill it, kill it. He goes, no, 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 no. The guy catches it. He says, give me the tweezers. The guy gets a tweezer, he comes back, and he performs a delicate operation on the cockroach. And he lets the cockroach go. He says, what the hell are you doing? He says, he's going to go back. He's going to tell his friends. Tell his friends, we're never going to see another cockroach in here again. That's your joke. That's my joke. And it's off color because? It was a delicate operation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> delicate operation. Yes, that was a, um, a, a delicate joke. <laughs> my name's Charles Wiz. And Tony Silva. We are two teachers laughing two teachers at a flailing, delicate joke. Yes. <laughs> Well, I guess, I guess, I guess the, the 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 summer here in Osaka is cooking our brains, or at least mine, anyway. It's been so. it's been hot in here. It's, 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 the semester's been over, and the heat is here, and the typhoons are blowing through, and yeah, you can't be held accountable. Right. Sorry. Yes. Two teachers talking. <laughs> two teachers talking dot com. Two teachers talking at gmail dot com. We're on Skype, iTunes, and Skype. At the guess what. Two yeah, teachers, two teachers talking. talking. Okay, okay, Tony. So, thanks a lot. <clears throat> yeah. And we'll be talking with you. All right. Bye.